Lord, it's just so great to be out here in this area. I have to say, this is my favorite place to eat in the world. I started out here and go down to New Orleans. If I'd lived here, I'd probably be doomed. I told my, I told my wife that if the Lord said, you're going to die in three days, go wherever you want to eat, eat everything you want before I take you up, I'd go to Louisiana, I have to tell you right now. I travel over the whole world, this is where I go. So it's always, I'm so, I love Bubba, Tracy, their family, and uh, so proud of, you know, Jamie, Zach, their families, the churches, and I'm just, I know who you are. And um, so I'm, I'm just blessed by what I see here. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to process over some people from each of the, the churches and Bubba's going to come up with me. And then I'm going to speak prophetically to these three areas as well and um, see what God has to say. I've been trying to keep Bubba from telling me things all day long. Get too excited about everything. I said, Bubba, don't tell me. Let's wait until God tells me. All right. If you're, if you're not familiar with prophecy, let me explain it to you. Um, it's just a gift of the Holy Spirit uh, through which the Holy Spirit speaks to, about people's past, present, future, also about cities, nations. I cannot read your mind. I can barely make up my own mind at 62. I wish I could read my wife's mind, but I can't. So, but the Holy Spirit knows you. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful to be here. I want you to know, uh, says the Lord, um, even as the flood came, so growth came. You're, you, you're, you're yet to even see, says the Lord, even as the flood came in the natural, first the natural, then the spiritual, and I watered seeds of love and kindness you sown throughout this area, even so, a flood of my spirit has begun if you can only see it. And I'm going to begin to flood these areas, says the Lord. In fact, not just the areas where you are, there's another, another area, I don't even know if it's one of your parishes, it is going to open up like a fire. Uh, even to the north of you, uh, there's another place I'm going to open up supernaturally. And in fact, says the Lord, uh, the day will come when you'll be double digits in sights from this great house because I, there's going to come so many cries to you. And uh, Jamie, I've seen, you, I've seen you, says the Lord. And I want you to know there's even a supernatural blessing in the area of additional property and space coming to you. And uh, when it comes to you, it's going to be almost overwhelming, says the Lord, how it comes. Like you're going to think, you're going to think, my God, I can't do it. But I want you to know, says the Lord, I've been bringing you out of Jamie-sized faith into God-sized faith. And that's been hard for you. Um, you're, you're typically a pretty calm man. You've had more different stress that's come on you over the last year to 18 months. And I want you to know, if it is me, it takes me. And I'm bringing you into a whole new measure of the gift of faith, son, uh, the church has grown. It'll grow again. Facts is the Lord. A double portion is going to come on that church. I'm going to bless the finances, but there is going to be a supernatural growth in leaders that will amaze you. Um, I want you to get ready. I'm going to pull on you, and you're going to have young leaders just busting at the seams, says the Lord. Uh, my blessing is going to be on you. My grace is going to be on you. And I'm going to open up another piece of like property, building, um, and it's going to be me. At first, you're going to even wonder, my gosh, what's it for? I want you to know it's a church with a future. And I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do it. It is going to be impossible in the natural, but I'm going to do it. Facts is the Lord. When it comes to you, it's going to go from impossible to almost impossible. But don't do it. Wait till I hand it to you in a way that will surprise you, says the Lord. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. And that's the verse that I'm working in your soul, in the soul of that church right now. That what is 
impossible with man is possible with God. And I want to say to Jennings, my hand is moving here. I've seen your educational building. That's wonderful. But the place where you're meeting is already too small, says the Lord. And uh, you will go to a third service. Uh, You'll fill it. You've asked me for a tithe of this city. I'm going to give it to you. I'm not just going to give you a tithe of this city. Before I'm done, I'm going to give you a double tithe of this city. Um, I'm going to amaze you, son and daughter. I want you to watch me. I'm going to amaze you. The people that I'm going to begin to bring, used to be you'd have to work very, very hard for fruit. Ask, fruit is going to fall into the basket in this hour. And you are coming into a very interesting 18 to 20 month season of fruitfulness in this house. And it's going to tax you, says the Lord. It's going to tax your structures. It's going to tax, says the Lord, your your dream teams and your volunteer corps. Because I am going to bring people. In fact, I want to tell you here in Jennings, look at the list of people you thought would never come to church and get ready. Because I am going to drop fruit into the basket of this house that you never would have expected. Relatives, people are going to come, and it's going to be my spirit. And I I want you to know, son, that I want you to begin to really believe me for evangelism. Because if you will believe me for evangelism, and be very specific in believing me, you'll begin to see scores of people born again by my spirit. And um, I want to flood this house with new converts. And if you'll ask me, son, if you'll be very specific, I will bring on a regular basis scores of people before I'm done to be saved. You're going to come into a time where the real issue is going to be our baskets too small. It's going to tax you. It's going to push you, says the Lord. But it's a divine moment, says the Lord, that I'm going to bring to this place. Um, There's going to be some governmental change even in your your parish. And you're going to find major governmental leaders from this parish coming to you. And um, there's going to be even whole new levels of divine cooperation where it's going to be like I hand you the key to this city. In fact, I'm so going to hand you, son, the key to this city that you'll be invited on boards You'll be invited on committees. Uh, people will reach out to you. Um, people will even say, why don't you run for, I will give you, says the Lord, such favor in this city. They'll want you to even be one of the leaders of this parish. But there's no higher office than the one I've already given you to serve me. But I'm going to bless you and use you. And I'm going to bless these parishes with, a, with an educational opportunity. And there's been like, a, I don't understand, like a long promised educational opportunity that I am going to bring to fruition in this place. I'm going to pour out my spirit and my hand on this place. And you all are going to be amazed, says the Lord. And there will be a cry. The place that you've given us is too small. And uh, it will be too small. Um, you, you wait and see what I do, says the Lord. If I was to tell you and describe it, um, I want to also say to um, Crowley, want you to know, says the Lord, you've hit some real growth there. Yes, um, son and daughter, there have, been some, there have been interesting wins I've been going through your leadership deck, says the Lord. And I want you to know there's a whole new crop of leadership, leaders rising to the surface in that house, rising to the surface in that place. And you're going to be amazed to see the next generation leaders coming. Um, I am going to open a property door for you. In fact, I am going to surprise you when I open to you. And I'm going to open something to you in the very center of that city. Um, Before I'm done, you're, you're, you're not just going to be a renter. You're going to be, says the Lord, as it were, an owner on Main Street. And I'm going to bless you, says the Lord. And you will end up in that church, the biggest thing happening on Sunday, says the Lord. 
and I'm going to pour out my spirit. I want you to be very sensitive to me. Uh, you're going to find like a wave of sickness in the church. And I don't say this, says the Lord, to scare you, nor am I bringing it on you. I'm just telling you before it happens. And there are going to be two very acute situations that come to the church physically, but you're not to be afraid. I am a healer. And you're going to begin to believe me for healing at the deepest level you've ever known it. And as you believe me, you're going to begin to see manifestations of my Holy Spirit um, in the area of healing, says the Lord. And a, a grace is going to come on you. You're going to find yourself, even as a church, believing me, because I have determined to prosper you, says the Lord. Um, you've laid foundations, but I want you to know there's some more jolting growth coming. And uh, you're going to find the six months of this year some of the greatest stretching you've ever known on your leadership core. There's going to be stretching and stretching and stretching where you feel like, man, we just cannot stretch anymore. Um, but I'm telling you, by my spirit, watch what I'm doing. I have determined to bless this area. And your fourth sight, says the Lord, will spin even more quickly than you realize. I'm going to spin it out. And the story of this church is I'm going to call you to do things always before you're ready in the natural. And that'll be like a hallmark. You're never going to think it's too late. You're always like, it's too soon. I want you to know, uh, Bubba, my servant, that is not going to end anytime soon. And I, I'm going to use you and bless you. But you will have, says the Lord, this year, I'm going to open up another opportunity to you outside this state. In fact, in another country, not for you to move there, but I'm going to allow you to put your hand on something very precious to me. And I want you to understand, says the Lord, much of the spiritual warfare you and Tracy have been in is not just about what I'm doing here. It's about what I'm doing there. And when the invitation comes, it's going to seem impossible for you to go, not financially, but timing. Um, you're going to resist it. But if you'll listen to my spirit and obey me, you will touch something you've never seen before. And I'm going to open you up to touch that which has been untouchable in the past. I want you to trust me and know, says the Lord, that this church is not just about these parishes. It's not just about these cities. This church is about the state. It's about the country. It's about the world. And I'm going to bless this church. And there's going to be a fresh prosperity Many of you have known unprecedented financial leanness in your life. You'd look back and say, how has the Lord even sustained us? But I'm here to tell you by my presence, a fresh wave of prosperity is going to ripple over this church. Many of you have given when you have not, and I am not unjust, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to begin to turn this economy. I'm going to begin to turn this cycle. But I'm teaching you when you live on my economy, you're not to be afraid. Let's give the Lord a hand. All righty. Praise the Lord. How are we doing tonight? Good? All righty. Me too. When people are up getting prophesied over, I encourage you to kind of aim your hands at them. You've heard of laying on of hands. This is aiming hands. So just like ask God to speak to them. All right. Who am I prophesying over here, Jamie? This is Jody. Hi, Jody. This okay. is Josh, Lee, Isaac, and Emma. And their dad is Frank. He's not here. All right. He's All right. 
Father, we just, I'm just so thankful for this family. Tell me your name again. Jody. Well, I thank you for Jody. And did you say Frank? Yes. Thank you. I want you to know I, I, I'm, I'm going to really intervene in some things on Frank's behalf. Um, he's very talented, um, very creative, but it's been a very, very tough series of months, says the Lord. In fact, he felt like he was just coming to the peak of things. He'd really climbed a ladder. He'd done it right. There'd been lots of promises, but it's like he's hit a slide and so much has slid out from under him. Um, he, he's a, he's a good man. He loves you. He loves me, but he's really been tested of late, says the Lord. It's affected him emotionally. It's affected his confidence. A lot of it has to go back to two key times in his life with his own dad and own family. One of those being from 15 to 17, but I'm here to tell you, you're to tell him for me, the slide's not going down. It's going up. I'm going to bless him, says the Lord. And although he feels like the enemy has knocked the wind out of his sails, though he feels like the enemy has really hit his momentum, says the Lord, affected his sleep, his rest. Uh, sometimes he's been under so much stress, literally you can watch his hands tremble, and you've not seen that before. The stress has been so great. Put your hand in her heart for me. But I'm coming along, daughter, and I'm breathing freshly on you, and I'm telling you not to be afraid. Uh, what the enemy has meant for evil, I have meant for good. And I'm going to bless your family. I'm going to pour myself out on your family. Um, you've, had, you've had your own fear, says the Lord. Um, even growing up, uh, your, your family, you knew what it was to have you, the economy of your own family hit as a child. In fact, you watched your mother go through unbearable things as things broke down around her. But I'm telling you, that's not my plan in my lot for you, says the Lord. Um, I have a plan to prosper you. Um, all your children are going to serve me, says the Lord, and my blessing is going to come on your family. Um, watch what I do. And I, what is this young? Who's this? Lee. My hand's on Lee. I'm going to give him a unique mind for math, says the Lord, for reading. I'm going to bless this boy. He's going to see things that other people do not see. In fact, the gift of prophecy is going to rise up on this child. Um, he'll speak into people's hearts. He'll hear me. He'll know me. I'm going to bless this boy by my spirit. His mind works very uniquely, says the Lord. I want you to know I've placed my hand on this boy. Even how his memory is going to work is going to amaze you, says the Lord. Oh, I'm going to use him. He is going to bloom in supernatural ways. Watch me. My hand of blessing is on this child. I'm forming him. I'm shaping him. Even as a vessel in my hand, I'm going to use him. Daughter, I'm drawing you to myself more and more. Um, it's been a painful time for you, even in your relational friendship life. There's been like this rejection thing that's fed on you. Fact of it is, says the Lord, you and I have one disagreement. It's about how great you are. You've listened to lies about how bad you are. In fact, there's been a depressive thing that's pressed on you. You feel like your personality has gotten more and more inward. The fact of it is, uh, there's been parties that just wish you could slap yourself. And you've been down on yourself. But I'm telling you, I'm lifting your spirits and I'm lifting your heart. Um, you went through a real rejection, triangular rejection thing in a social circle that cut into you deeply. Even one says the Lord, who was your claimed to be your friend, was not speaking about you as your friend. Be on your daughter's heart for me. And I'm coming along and I'm touching your heart. Uh, young man, how old are you? 15. I'm going to bless you more and more, son. Listen to me now. I'm going to begin to flood your heart with my spirit, and there's going to be a tremendous business mind in you. And you are going to be surprised at the organizational and structural gifts I've given you. I mean, you, you, you tend to take life very seriously, take yourself very seriously, and you, it's hard for you to even take teasing and being belittled. But I want you to know there's a business mind in you. In fact, 
there's a grandfather in one side of your family that had like a tremendous head for business. And I'm going to bless you and use you and touch you. Don't despise your youth. Don't despise what I've told you. As you fear me, I'm going to prosper you. And I say fear, I don't mean terror. I mean respect. I want to have the biggest impact in your life. You're filled with questions, always thinking, always wondering. It's hard for you just to take things at fake value. I never mind questions from a pure heart, says the Lord. And I'm going to bless you and use you. My hands on, this is kind of a family character as well. He can make the whole family laugh. Um, There's never a dull moment. And I'm going to bless him. Um, He's going to have a unique ability with people. His EQ is going to be astonishing. Knowing people, loving people, feeling what they're going through. He'll be quite the little charmer. And he's going to have, he is going to have, says the Lord, all the days of his life, a gift for the younger generation. Kids are going to love him. Children are going to love him. He's going to be entertaining and creative with puppets, with all kinds of crazy things. And he'll be very technically good too. Videos, those kind of things. He'll be a character. He's not going to much care, says the Lord, about performing academically at times. It won't be because he's not smart. He just won't care. But I'm going to bless him. He's going to be the life of the party. I'm going to use him. And it'll be a great joy raising him when you can catch him. All righty. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. What's your name? Steve. Hi, Steve and Lisa. Do you have children? We have one. Okay. Congratulations. And how old's the one you have? Two. All right. We ready? Father, we thank you. Steve, let me say a couple things. I, I, I saw something. I don't. I sometimes see little visions before I process. I saw you looking at like a. Through little, little spyglass type things, we'll see what it means. I, I've been working on your vision, says the Lord. I want you to see things differently. Um, you're still trying to recover from a plan and a dream that caved in on you. And uh, there was a five-year-old dream that you'd really speculated with, worked with, and in 15 months, that thing got ruptured. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, son, um, my dream in you is not going to die. And you focused and focused and focused. But in this hour, I'm going to begin to open your eye in a fresh way. And I'm going to give you fresh faith to see what I'm doing in you and through you. And I'm going to bless you. And there's going to be a touch of my presence on you and fresh faith. Um, You did not have the right nurture and confidence you needed growing up. Instead of your confidence being nurtured, sometimes it was just torn down. Um, It was never enough. But I want you to know, says the Lord, you're more than a conqueror in me. And I'm going to flood your heart with a holy confidence. And uh, you're not going to be afraid, says the Lord. You knew what it was to have a great idea but get paralyzed with it. It's like that which you thought you'd have kind of fell through. But I'm going to bring back another opportunity for you. In fact, you're going to come to a very unique two-year cycle where I'm going to bless you. Um, You have a unique mind for planning, for doing things. And son, I am going to bless you. You, you almost have an ability just to see how things work, how they should be put together. And I'm going to give you a grace. I'm going to use you and your wife in the church as well. People whose souls have been broken and fractured. My hand is going to come on the two of you to put their souls back together. Um, daughter, you're a lot better at encouraging others than yourself. In fact, you can encourage others, encourage your husband, encourage. But to encourage you can be very hard. But I want you to know, says the Lord, I'm far more pleased with you than you are with yourself. You are my beloved daughter, says the Lord. Even at the most vulnerable time in your life, people that should have loved you and protected you were taking target practice at you. And words would just pierce. You never knew what you were going to hear, what was going to be said. You spent a lot of time emotionally ducking at vulnerable areas in your life. But I'm put your hand in your heart for me. But I'm coming along and I'm flooding you with fresh love. 
I'm going to bless you and use you and touch you. You're going to be one that hears me, says the Lord. In fact, the gift of prophecy is going to be on your mouth. You already feel things, words, phrases come to your mind. As you stay in my presence, I'm going to do it. There was a depressive thing on your mother's side of the family as well. Like heaviness and sadness would just try to grip and rip her soul. Um, her mother was the same way. There was an aunt the same way. Do you have siblings? One. Boy, girl. Okay. I want you to know that thing is not going to be your lot in life. In fact, says the Lord, um, that depression that still tries to hound you, where it'll just simply come with almost no sign. It comes a lot less than it used to, but it will hit you. And when it does, it's almost paralyzing. You find it hard to smile, says the Lord. Oh, but I want you to know my loving kindness is better than life. And I'm going to flood you with it. I'm going to drive that out. And I'm going to use the two of you to see people restored that no one else can touch. People who like Humpty Dumpty have fallen apart in their life in pieces. But my grace is going to be on you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use you. Son, I don't want you to buy into the lie of the enemy, son, that the story of your life is almost. The story of your life is uttermost. I'm going to bless you financially. I'm going to bless your business plan. I'm going to use you. Um, there is property in your future. It's like that which is stolen away is coming back to you. Press down, good measure. Uh, that which you took for another man, you'll have. He gave it to you, but you'll have your own as well. Watch what I'm doing. My blessing is on the two of you. Let's give them a hand. All right. What's your name? Kyrie. How long have you guys been married? Almost a year. Oh, congratulations. All right. Good. How's Crowley? It's good. It's just a hat. I don't, I'm not a fan of the team. Just kind of like the hat. Yeah, it's just the hat. Are you all happy about your new LSU coach? Yeah. yeah come oh, on. yeah, baby. All right. Let's get our hands up. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you uh, for this couple. Um, I ask your blessing on them. Just pray one second. I want to I catch something here. I don't want to miss this. A daughter, my hands on you. Uh, they're not a shallow bone in your body. Um, never has been. Even as a girl, um, you were a little different. You, you, weren't, you weren't satisfied with just like bottles or trinkets. You always felt things differently. You could feel the pain of others. As a little girl, even then, you had a deep soul. Um, when things would ripple through your home, it would really affect you. Um, to this day, you're very sensitive to volume, voice tones. Sometimes your husband, he thinks he's speaking quietly. You think it's loud. Like his tone, his volume, you can feel yelled at if he's not even raising his voice. And I won't put your hand on your wife's heart for me. And I'm healing some things there. Um, you're very, very bright, says the Lord, and very articulate. Um, but you are shut down too much. And I want you to know, says the Lord, a spirit of wisdom and counsel is going to mark your soul. Um, you're a very, very wise young woman, and you have an old soul. I mean by that, says the Lord, you've always seemed older than you are, not in appearance, but in wisdom and temperament. And I'm going to use you, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give you a unique gift of hosting people from every possible place. And you and your husband, says the Lord, are going to be used in that city and in that church. And you're going to be an open door for many to find my kingdom. 
Son, you're very bright. You're very chipper. You're very positive. Your wife can be a real good balance for you. You're flooded with ideas, always thinking of things, and she'll just shake her head and smile at you. But I want you to know I've put the two of you together for blessing, says the Lord. And there's an entrepreneurial touch that marks your life. Um, You're filled with big ideas, and they're not all yours. Some of them are mine. But you're going to have a growing love for church as well, says the Lord. And there'll be a powerful gift of communication that marks your life. And um, I'm going to use the two of you both in the church, says the Lord, and in the culture. You have a very good ear for things, how things sound, how they do. You're very good with sound, musical sounds. You're very good at creative things, technical things. Um, And I'm going to bless you in an entrepreneurial uh, way. I want you to know, daughter, you're also just a born teacher and a mentor. I don't know how fully you realize that, but the tremendous gift of teaching in you, organizing your thoughts, um, organizing your words. Um, Grief struck your family at a vulnerable age. And there was like a grief that rippled through your family and destabilized you. And to this day, um, on a, around certain holidays, just a sadness grips your soul. And I want you to know, says the Lord, the leaven that hit you at seven, um, I'm going to touch that. And I'm going to move by my spirit. And I'm going to raise the two of you up as pillars in your community, pillars in your church. And my blessing is on you, says the Lord. And the joy of the Lord um, is going to flood your soul. Sometimes you feel like there's, there's a firewall around your memory. And from, from time to time, things just like leak out through your memory. And you don't quite know what to do with them. And it, it happens periodically. And you don't have categories for everything you feel. But I want you to know, says the Lord, I'm going to help you. And I'm going to touch you. And I'm going to give the two of you a model marriage. In fact, as you follow me, it'll end up an epic marriage. And people are going to want to get married when they see the two of you together. For my blessing is on the two of you. Tell me your name, sir. Chuck. Nice to meet you, Chuck. And your name is? Lori. Hi, Lori. You guys have kids, too? Two boys. Two boys. How old are those boys? We move down the horn and build down here, all right? You get partial to this part of your okay. And how old are your boys? How y'all look so young to have an 18-year-old boy? You must have gotten married at 14 or something. Just her. It's just her. Chuck, right? Chuck. Chuck and... Lori. You know, from time to time, Chuck, um, when people come up, <clears throat> even before I prophesy, I get an impression about them. When I looked at you, you walked up. Um, I felt an impression from the Holy Spirit. This is basically what he told me. He said, he said Chuck's a fine man. That's a high compliment from the Lord. Because God, God has to love everybody. You realize that, right? And so, but um, you underestimate yourself, son. Um, with you, what you see is what you get. Um, you're earnest. You're sincere. And it's one thing to be a good man, but it's a whole other matter to be a good man that's overcome bad things. Um, you had pain to go around, even in your raising, says the Lord. Um, Disaster struck your family. Things pressed down, crushing ways on your dad. And in many ways, at the emotional level, um, you were not nurtured in the way you needed, says the Lord. In fact, by the time you were 14 and a half, things had caved in around you. And I want you to know I'm so proud of the man you've become and the choices you've made. And I'm going to make you and your wife like glue in that church. And before you're done, I'm going to use you to be glue for people that can't stay together in their marriage. They can't get along. And I'm going to make the two of you peacemakers. 
Um, it's easy for you to underestimate yourself, but I never underestimate you because I live in you, says the Lord. And I'm going to bless you and use you, says the Lord. And you're going to come into a time, says the Lord, of expansion, not just in your spiritual life, but your business and your financial life, says the Lord. I mean, you knew what it was um, to, to, have, to be spread so thin that, that you feel like I can hardly even see my family just to do this. And you made some decisions, says the Lord, which affected your finances, but would bring you closer to home and closer to family. You have a very, very specific skill set that most aren't good at. I mean, you can do things with those hands of yours that most people cannot do. And you can be highly paid for it. But I'm going to bless you, says the Lord. I'm going to bless you. Both those boys, says the Lord, are going to serve me. My hands on that 18-year-old boy of you, he is very, very talented, says the Lord, and wired very uniquely. I'm going to bless him. Daughter, you're strong yourself. He's strong. You're strong. But as strong as you are, you used to know it was to be tormented by fear. And fear just used to pound you and drum you. In fact, on one side of your family, there were panic attacks, says the Lord, that would ripple through people. And I just want to tell you tonight how much I delight in you as my daughter. And when I look at you, I'm so proud, says the Lord, of the woman you are, um, the mother you are, the wife you are. And there was a day when fear would just plague you. You wouldn't even know why. And um, put her hand right on her stomach for me a minute. And I, I'm, I'm, I've been, but I've been working in your inner woman and I've been restoring confidence to you, and I'm going to use you, and you're going to have such a unique gift of beautifying things. And encouragement is going to flow out of your mouth. You're going to give people spiritual makeovers. It's like you're so good at encouraging others. You have an eye for beauty, how things look in houses, what they should be. You've got this little design gift. You love designing things, doing things. Your husband never knows what's going to happen. You're always changing things in the home. He hates change. You love change. Like he doesn't want everything, anything to be moved. Like if a chair gets moved, it's like crisis for him. And, but I've put the two of you together and I'm going to bless you. And that gift's going to make you money before I'm done as well. I determined to prosper the two of you. you in fact, you're going to, there's going to be a business that grows out of your gifts and grows out of your life that will prosper you. Um, there's real wisdom in you. Um, you're not a verbose man, um, but you're a wise man. Um, and you're rarely wrong when you speak about things. Um, you, always, you have a knack for this would make this better. And um, you go into restaurants, you go into places, how they're designed, like what they do. And so I just tell you as a couple, well done. Well done for what you've overcome. Well done for the choices you've made. And I will tell you the blessings of the Lord are going to catch you up and carry you where you could never go on your own. And there's been a, a fear in your heart that runs out of your family about like disease and bad things happening. You used to always live feeling like, if it's bad, I know I can get it. And I just want you to understand, there's been a, a disease that ran aloof in your family that you've been afraid you're gonna get. You're all, you, can, you can watch your skin, you're real sensitive about bumps, lumps. Take, that's not your lot. It's not your future. And now put your hand on her chest for me, right on her heart. Father, any uh, generational stronghold of disease, tumors and things that have been in her family, that weird death thing that hovered over, I break it. No, no, no. With long life, you satisfied this woman. You're going to fill her with confidence. You're going to fill her with blessing, Father. I thank you for it. Just say, Jesus, I receive long life. My future is not sickness. It's life. All right, let's give them a hand. Praise the Lord. Okay.
What's your name? Julie. Hi, Julie. What's your name, sir? Kenny. Good to meet Kenny. You guys have children too? Three. All righty. What are the ages? Uh, 33, 32, and 27. Molds is 34. I got a, my, my range from 23 to 34, the seven rascals. Okay. We ready? All right. Son, uh, you're very smart, but you're a big-hearted man. Um, there's a personality where you, you can ne- never meet a stranger. Um, you have a unique ability to relate to all kinds of people. On one hand, you're a man's man. On the other hand, you're kind of a renaissance man. You're multiply talented. There's really nothing you can't do that you put your mind to do. Um, you're very talented with those hands. You can lead crews. You can, you can bring crews of men to levels that they never even thought possible. Yet also there's a very tender side to you. Um, you're truly not just in love with your wife. You're in love with me. Um, I've reduced you down. In fact, you can get in my presence and your eyes can just flood with tears and worship. And I want you to understand, son, I'm going to make you and your wife as pillars in this church. And um, there's going to be a unique gift that marks your life with men to see them touched. And you are a man's man. There's nothing you can't do with your hands, nothing you can't do with the outdoors. Um, you, you're keen-eyed. You can shoot anything, do anything. And honestly, you're fearless. Not much even makes you afraid. I mean, it used to be when you were younger, you'd love to test that all the time. Like, t- you, you love to test it, test your courage, test your bravery. Couldn't go fast enough, couldn't go deep enough. Um, for a while, you had a kind of a wonderlust about life. See this, do this. But I said, I want you to know, says Lord, your greatest years in your marriage are yet now. I'm going to bless the two of you. I'm going to use you like magnets in this church. Um, there's gonna, you're going to have a parental grace in this church as broken people come. And you're going to be like pillars and healing is going to flow out of you. I've given you a new lease on life, says the Lord. Uh, you knew what it was to brush death. And I kept you by my presence not once but twice, says the Lord. I kept you for a reason. And you will be integral to the growth of this church. And you're going to have a gift of faith for money. You're going to have a gift of faith. It's, it, believing even before you knew me was kind of easy for you. To believe for things that other people couldn't believe for. Like if someone told you that couldn't be done, it was like a red flag before a bull. Whenever you heard that, it just made you want to do That job will never be done. You go, oh, yes, it will. There was something in you. Well, I'm going to bless the two of you. Um, like your husband, you're filled with great character and integrity. You're a woman of great wisdom. Um, he's learned long ago that you're right most of the time. And uh, there is a gift. There is, she paid me to say that. Just kidding. There's a gift of wisdom uh, that flows out of you. And healing is going to flow out of your hands. Put your hand in your heart for me a second. Right now, out of, who I, out of the spirit of God, I stir up a gift of healing for damaged emotions, torn emotions. I also, I pray, you're also going to begin to feel this. Have you ever felt the heat of the Holy Spirit in your hands? You're going to. And... If you get around people that, that they have tumors or like growth they're concerned about, you're going to begin to feel a heat in your hand as a sign the Holy Spirit wants to heal them through you. Mm. And uh, this is going to begin to happen, and uh, God's going to begin to use you. And you guys are going to have such a unique ability to reclaim people who life is really trashed. And I don't mean by that they're living in poverty, but trashed their life, torn their marriage, torn their health. Um, you're going to have quite a communication ability also, especially in writing and notes and encouraging. Um, sometimes you think better with a pencil in your hand. Um, you're very, very deep woman. Even as a child, my spirit would move on you. Um, um, even when you hardly knew me, you dream things. In fact, you're going to be a profound dreamer. 
I'm going to speak to you in dreams. And that scares you because even before you fully knew who I was, um, you'd have dreams and premonitions about things that would, would, would happen, like people dying, going through things. And in your childhood and teen years, sometimes you'd literally be afraid to go to sleep at night if what you were going to dream wasn't going to happen. But I want you to understand, says the Lord, I'm going to harness that and I'm going to use it. And you're tormented by some of those things. Like even now, before bad things have happened, even before this flood, you felt very uneasy about things and didn't know why. And that's that prophetic side of you and the prophetic gift in you. I'm going to harness that. and It's going to be tied to an intercession gift. You can find yourself drawn to prayer for people you don't even know. You just start praying and looking around. And that's my spirit in you. That's my gift in you. Watch what I do. All right, praise the Lord. Who's next? What's your name? Billy. Very nice to meet you, Billy. What's your name? Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Okay, who's this? Gabrielle. How old are you, Gabrielle? Eight. Can you shake my hand? Uh huh. Okay, nice. And who's this? William. How's William? He's three. Are you Astro fan? Uh, yes, sir. Right. I can't pray for you. Just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. It's not baseball season. I'll go ahead and pray for you. Yeah. Let's get our hands out to them. My hands on this child in a very unique way. Um, she's 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 unusually tender. Not just up here tonight. She always has been. She's like a hug, you know, a little huggable. And um, already she's known some of the buffeting of the enemy. There have been a couple seasons in her life where she just got very frail. And I want you to know, says the Lord, you're not to be. It would, she can get affected in her chest, breathing, other places where she's really been hit. But I want you to know my hands on this child. I want to tell you right now, I love her more than you do. Even surrounding her birth, it was interesting. That whole pregnancy, says the Lord. There was a three-month period there where things were just like touch and go. But I want you to know, says the Lord, with loving kindness, I've put my hand on this child and I'm going to use her. She's extremely creative, says the Lord. Um, like off the charts, creative with colors, how she thinks. She's going to have tremendous fine motor coordination. Um, she's going to love lyrics. Um, and she's going to have a very interesting memory for things that are musical as well. Uh, this child will be a joy to the family. Um, sometimes she can be so tender in her emotional makeup, you don't quite know what to do. Like she can be startled. She can cry over things you can't figure. This is not a bad thing. This is just the way I've made her. And I'm going to really use her, says the Lord. And there can be a, a sadness that comes on her now that you guys can't figure out. Like when it happens, she'll kind of withdraw back. But I'm going to tell you, my hand is on this child. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless her. I'm going to use her. There'll be an unusual musicality about her too. Um, daughter, I want you to say, first of all, how proud I am of the mother you are. Um, there was a day when you wondered how good of that you'd be. Um, there was a day where, where pain had fractured your soul as a younger woman, where the whole thing of marriage and family wasn't even fully attractive to you. I don't mean you didn't like it, but what you'd seen modeled and seen other places had wounded you. Um, you're a very, very bright woman. Um, you're very articulate. Uh, you're very intelligent. But some of, the, some, of the, some of the education you could have was cut off by situations. Um, you had opportunities you were never able to walk in. Um, you started carrying woman-sized responsibilities even as a younger girl. And uh, before you met this man, it's like you lived a full life in many ways. 
and um, what should have been a safe place for you in some ways, I don't know what the right word is, um, way too much was put on you would be the nicest way of saying it. And um, you, you carried one of your parents in particular emotionally far more than they carried you. And it took you a long time to unwind from that and realize what you'd gone through. But I just want you to say how proud I am of you. Um, how, how proud I am of the mother, the wife. Um, you are my precious daughter, and I'm going to use you. And, and you're very grateful. Like when you worship, you're grateful. Um, you have an unusual ability of gratefulness, says the Lord. You don't take anything for granted, especially life. Um, you had your own frailties in your own family, and the fact that you're living and alive today is miraculous, says the Lord. And I want you to know I'm really going to use you and before I'm done, you're going to be an extraordinary communicator. Um, you'll write things. Um, there are books and booklets that are going to come out of you. You have a way with words. And my blessing is going to be on you. Um, I've given this little boy quite a chip in his brain. That brain of his is never going to sleep. Even at night, he wiggles. And um, he's filled with ideas. Um, he's filled with energy. Um, he's filled with life. Uh, my blessing is going to be on him. He is going to love to learn and crave learning. Um, the questions he will ask you in the years to come will stagger you. Like deep questions. He'll be very precious, but very tenacious. Um, as shy as he is tonight, holding on to his daddy, he is going to be tenacious. Like um, Very cute, very tenacious, and very talented. Especially in his mind. Um, He's gonna, he's gonna, his mind's going to whirl so fast on computing things, it's going to be staggering. Um, before I'm done with him, he'll be grade levels above. Um, he's going to be precious. He's going to have a very winsome, charming personality. Um, my blessing will be on him. Uh, he's going to love figuring out things. He's going to want to take things apart in the house. Like, at too young of age, he'll be fine motor cording screws, taking things apart, like opening things up. In my hands on him. Uh, son, uh, you're a very, very unique man. Um, you're definitely on the character end of life. Um, you, you, you're, you're very talented. As a kid, you had some progenist talent, is the fact of it. You have a tremendous mind, but you got sick of trying. And um, such expectations were put on you, and people almost were parasitical in living their life through you and your accomplishments and your success. Um, life wore you down earlier than most. Uh, you're a brave man. Um, you're a loyal man. You would say at one point loyal to a fault. Um, uh, you, you get team, but you could also easily become a hermit. Um, you love your family. You love your kids. And certain forms of success don't even interest you anymore. Um, they just don't. Um, you're very bright uh, and it's tested brightness. You know what it is to to be under fire, to be under pressure, um, to be under pain, and to walk through that. Um, you've always had the unusual ability of getting very calm when things go wrong. Um, you see things better. Um, you're truly a high performer. You're a great mentor. You're a great coach. Fact of it is, you're loaded with physical talent as well, but you got sick of performing, says the Lord. Um, you got injured on being assigned to something that wasn't right. And, and, and it, it injured something in you. To this day, you still have like flashbacks and things. But I want you to know my healing presence is gonna be on you. And I'm gonna touch you and use you. And I'm so proud of the man you are. Um, 
the, the fact of it is I've, given, I've made you so talented, pretty much anything you put your hand to would work. Now, I know you haven't felt that way the last six months, but there's just tremendous, fertile business ideas in you. And there's a lie in you that somehow you got broken in a way beyond repair. Now, in my kingdom, that's impossible. Uh, there's nothing I can't repair. I'm going to bless your marriage. I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to bless you and your wife. Um, even how you ended up here in Louisiana is its own story, says the Lord. Um, you, 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 you were on a track to go to some bigger place with brighter lights, but something in you just didn't want it. I mean, you've, you've, even at your age, you feel like you need to retire sometimes. But I'm here to tell you, my blessing is on you. You knew a family that lost its fortune, says the Lord. Uh, you watched how things plummeted in the second generational money with your dad. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to bless you and heal you and help you. And I'm going I'm to do epic things with your lives. And this lie you live under that somehow you're not going to be what you're supposed to be, who cares? You'll be everything I want you to be. That's my promise to you. You're very hard on yourself, very excruciating with yourself. Um, as kind as you can be to your wife and kids, it's not so with yourself. And I'm changing how you see yourself and moving on you. Watch me, says the Lord. Well, all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn your Bibles to the book of Habakkuk tonight. This is, this is a word that's kind of a week and a half old. And um, I feel to share it because I believe it's very, very timely for where many of you find yourselves. Um, there was something else I pondered sharing and I keep feeling back to this. And so you can turn to the book of Habakkuk, which is where we'll be. I'll never, I'll never leave Habakkuk in the next few minutes. Um, Bubba knows I normally know run around the Bible a lot when I talk. But tonight we're going to stay right here. The book of Habakkuk. I, I'm going to basically talk about releasing the power of gratefulness when it seems impossible. Holy Spirit, help us. I also want to tell you tonight, I'm looking for the right word. I have the privilege all over the world and see things. I feel such a sense of just divine blessing on your lives. You know, what you're doing here, like, what's the best way that God's real enthused about you? I guess it'd be the best way of saying it. Now, I want to take you back. Let me ponder this before I say it. I'm going to take you back to 609 BC. You know, 2,600 years ago, given some change. And Israel, which is kind of the norm for their history, is in trouble. By this time, 10 of the tribes have disappeared. 10 and a half, maybe 11, depends how you farce it. Ethnically cleansed, half exterminated, forcibly deported, gone. It's, it's down to the tribe of Judah. And I think I'm going to have to throw this message out. Okay. 
Sorry, Bubba. We go, I'm switching messages. Problem is I'm switching to one I've never preached before. Okay, all right, here we go. Heck. All right. I like this message too. Okay. Let me see where we're going to turn because I'm not even sure. Okay, turn over to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I want to talk to you about the power of the body of Christ. There are a lot of analogies in Scripture that are used to talk about the church. Jesus is how many people? We're his house. Now, Jesus doesn't care about buildings. He's here because you're here. And when we worship and when we praise, the Bible says he inhabits or he's enthroned on the praises of his people. And so we're God's house, we come together. We're God's family. That no matter if you were, came out of a foster situation, an orphanage, maybe your parents were divorced. I, I can't count who have told me, my mom looked at me and said, I wish I would have aborted you. The moment you're born again, you don't just get new righteous, you get a new family. We're the family of God. Then the Bible likens us to a net because he takes our lives and he throws us out into the sea of humanity. We're also called a body. We're not going to turn to Ephesians 4, but if we did, it says this, that God's given you people like Bubba, like Jamie, like Josh, like Zach. God's given apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers to do what? To equip you to do the work of the ministry, which means to discover your gift and flow in it and serve. In Ephesians, we find churches grow when every member and every part does their work. It's very simple. And I want to talk to you, I just thought the Holy Spirit, that's why I threw the other message, about the power of finding who you've been made to be in Christ and walking in it. In the book of Acts, there was a man named Joseph and um, he was from the island of Cyprus. And the Bible says the apostles changed his name to Barnabas, which really means not just son of encouragement, son of prophecy. And in reality, he never really knew who he was till he discovered how God had gifted him and wired him. And many of you are in the process of beginning to discover this is why I was born. This is what's in me. These are my gifts. These are my talents. I prophesied over thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But it was not until I was 18 and baptized in the Holy Spirit and God gave me the gift of prophecy. Now, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Every gift of the Spirit you see in the Bible, from miracles to serving to healing to prophecy, to leadership, to mercy, it's in this church. And I don't just mean in the senior leaders. I mean it's in you. There is enough power of the Holy Spirit locked up on the inside of you to change the world. Amen. You know, when the Lord baptized me in the Spirit, I had no idea that one day he would take me to the nations of the world. I remember the first time I, I went to the mission field as a young man, no money. My, I, was living, I had $100 a month living in the jungles in a war zone. 
sleeping with cockroaches, rats, I mean lizards, dirt floors, just young, very young and dumb enough to believe that I had to obey God. I always take heart when the Bible says, there aren't many brilliant, aren't many great in my kingdom. I feel like that's why I fit in. <laughs> 30 years later, I sat with the highest ranking officials in all of that nation. In fact, the governor of the province where I went, a Muslim governor, I prophesied over. Who would have thought then? You have no idea the destiny on your lives. Amen. No one would have picked me for anything in high school. I wasn't best dressed. I wasn't most likely to succeed. The only thing I succeeded at was lunchtime and recess. <laughs> it was not until my dad worked three jobs to support us. I didn't grow up with any kind of silver spoon, no college. My dad was a great man. My mom, great marriage, great Christians. But they passed in one of the worst gang areas in our state. It was a rescue mission. Hell's Angels, gang bangers, a third of the church was alcoholics. I didn't grow up with culture. I didn't grow up with any idea of going to college. You know, I got, when, when I grew up, my dad shook my hand and said, it's been good to raise you. And I've loved raising you. If, you. if you go to college, you can live here free if you work the rents cheap. I mean, it's not like I, I grew up with some natural inheritance. But I'll tell you, when the Holy Spirit, God touched me, when he got a hold of me, what man never could have done, he did. And there are different gifts, and every one of you in this room have them. Every one of you is gifted. Every one of you is anointed. You know, I used to always wonder, and I sat recently in a very dangerous part of the Middle East, and I sat with some new converts from Islam, he was illiterate. She was literate. They'd already lost two sons, one a martyr and one blown to pieces by artillery. They'd already discipled between them 160 Muslims to Christ. They were nine months old in the Lord. Now he couldn't read. He had no passport. They had lost everything. She was prophesying and didn't even know it was prophecy. He couldn't read the Bible, but he was dreaming scripture. And I realized, never underestimate what the Holy Spirit might do through you. Amen. Never. Don't look at my life, oh, he travels everywhere. Forget it, that's not how I was raised. I mean, my, I, I was raised, I'll, I'll be a policeman, I'll just, I'll go join, I joined the military, end of Vietnam War, I joined the 82nd Airborne Division and did all that and War ended before I went. I didn't have any future. I mean, I had a good soldier, loved my country, loved my family. But when the Holy Spirit of God arrested me, every one of you are gifted. And this church is not just going to grow in your sights. They're going to grow and grow and grow. But they're not going to grow because Bubba is anointed. Or Josh. Or Jamie. Or Zach. They're going to grow because you are anointed. Amen. Every one of you. If God can use me. Listen, I mean, I was flunking algebra, didn't care. I could have cared less about any of it. Then the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. Went off and studied biblical theology. My grade point, I was off the charts high. 
because Christ touched my mind. Christ motivated me. He said, and there are different kinds of service. What's that mean? We have gifts. We have different gifts. We serve them a different way. And there are different kinds of working. There are some of you with the gift of healing. There's at least one or two of you that have a gift for laying your hand <coughs> on people with tumors. I have a gift of prophecy. But it may work differently than me than you. See, the Holy Spirit's very creative. There are a number of tremendous evangelists in here. You've just got a knack. People just come to church when you invite them. You go, I must be winsome. No, that's the Holy Spirit. They're just a gift in you. Some of you just bump into strangers and you're always telling them about Christ. To discover why you're here. He said, it says in Ephesians that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works given to us before the, the beginning of time. Born for a reason, born for a purpose. Goes on to say, but in all of them and everyone, it is the same God at work. That goes on to say, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, um, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues. He lists all these gifts. Remember, as a young man sitting in Hebrew class, and I was the worst Hebrew student in the class. My professor was unsaved, and the Holy Spirit told me, go lay hands on your professor. Well, when you're in the worst student in the class, who cares if your professor gets mad? So I went up, I said, I'm going to pray for you. He goes, what? I began to pray in tongues right over him. He goes, stop. He says, I know how stupid you are, and that's fluent Hebrew. You will be surprised and amazed what God can do in you. Here's what it says. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, for we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the eye should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smelling be? But in fact, God has placed the parts from the body, every one of them as he wanted. Many of you say, well, I'm not really important around here. I don't preach like Josh. I don't prophesy. I don't need worship. All I do is real hospitable. I just love to have people in my home. God bless you. All I do is I'm just a greeter. You realize greeters make the first impression of a church. Your ability to love, your ability to care. That's why we want people with the gift of encouragement, the gift of hospitality. You may say, well, they don't really need me here. You know, I don't have this big leadership gift. I don't got this big preaching gift. What makes a church grow is not the big gift, whatever that is. There's no big or small gift to God. It's every one of us to find what God has called us to do. You say, well, I can't preach. Listen, can you serve? I remember my first church, I taught Sunday school, missed Sunday morning church every Sunday morning for 19 months without a break. I just figured, I, I, I gotta start somewhere. They're sure not gonna invite me to preach on Sunday morning. I'll teach four and five-year-olds. Listen, that's just how it happens. There's so many gifts 
in this church, it boggles my mind. It's like the Lord gave me a picture. The Lord gave me a picture of this church. It was astonishing. The miracles here. You say, well, I don't have any gift. I'm just real merciful. You don't think mercy and empathy is a gift? You don't think the gift of feeling the pain of another? In fact, mercy is typically the fuse on the gift of miracles. That mercy you feel, that empathy you feel. So you say, well, I, I'm really good at crying over people and they hurt. Listen, tell you something right now. For you to have empathy can be as great a gift as healing. For someone to know that you feel what they feel and care what they care about. A lot of times when I prophesy, people have told me, I like how you said it even better than you said it. You know why? It's empathy. It's mercy. It's kindness. It's feeling the hurt and pain in people. Don't despise your gift. Don't underestimate it. You know what saved Zacchaeus? The willingness of Jesus to go into his house and have lunch with him. Don't underestimate what he can do in your home. What he can do in your life. Some of you get impressions about people never realizing it's the word of knowledge and God's already beginning to speak to you. Some of you get little pictures in your mind when you're around people. Never realize God's trying to show you things on the screen of your imagination. Some of you have the gift of giving and you're gonna say, the day I get money is the day I'll give. That day may never come then. It starts by giving what God calls you to give now. Goes on to say this. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts we think less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving the greater honor to the parts that lack it. Never forget, being in Africa, I went in an orphanage. And there was a, a little woman there. She might have been like four foot, five inches tall. Life had disfigured her. You never would have, you never would have picked her for any kind of leadership. I was going through the orphanage, seeing all these kids and praying over the workers. And when I went by her, I just realized for a moment, that woman's extraordinary. And I turned and put my hand on her and began to talk about the gift of prayer and intercession, how she's up most nights praying and weeping. She just broke down weeping. So you'd have looked at her and thought, what's she doing? You know, kind of cleaning up chamber pots and sweeping out the orphanage. Little anyone know, at night she was interceding. Never underestimate what God's put in you. Some of you are waking up at night with a burden for your church. Pray and see what happens. There is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming on these sites. Our next growth jump is not just about the size of a building. It's not just about new property. It's not just about our, our great leaders getting more anointed. It is about you. So the Holy Spirit tell me this tonight. Tell them I've gifted them. I'm going to tell you a story to illustrate this. You know the story of David. Family thought he was an idiot. I mean, who else would sing about being a sheep? Let's be honest. He was so little thought of that when the great prophet came to his home, he wasn't even invited as one of the sons that had any potential. 
I mean, some believe, some believe he had a different mother. Maybe his mother was a concubine or who knows what. He wasn't even invited. No one thought David was anything. Finally, the old prophet said, he had any other sons? And his dad's kind of embarrassed. I got this one crazy son, you know, kind of earrings, plays weird music all the time. You know, I don't normally really invite him when good company's over, kind of leave him out with his sheep. Samuel said, bring him. And God, like Samuel, God through Samuel had the ability to look and realize what's anointed. He goes back to the sheep, killing lions, killing bears. And all of a sudden, time to go to war. He's left home as usual, just stupid young David. And he's got to make a pizza delivery out to his brothers, cheese and wine, a little pizza boy, put up his pizza cart, and watch this story. He gets there, here's this kid, teenager writing all kinds of crazy songs that we all sing out of Psalms today. And he sees this giant. This giant's 10 foot, three inches tall. He's never been defeated. If you understand your military, this is trial by combat. That means the champion of the Philistine army is going to fight the champion of the army of Israel, and whoever wins, wins the battle. For 40 days, Goliath's been tormenting them every morning, every night. And all of a sudden, young David, this teenager, with a slingshot, Sees that giant, he says, what have be done for the man that kills him? Brothers thought he was crazy. King thought he was crazy. Everyone thought he was nuts. No, everyone's stupid, young, brash. But something happened. He walks out of that giant with his slingshot. The giant's insulted, doesn't even car to get his shield. You got to be kidding me. I'll crush you. I'll turn you into dog food. You're an idiot. And all of a sudden, that teenager goes, I'm going to cut off your head. Well, that's kind of stupid. The kid didn't even have a sword. <laughs> I'm going to cut off your head. And God is greater than you. Now, I'll tell you what happened. Scores of years before, there was a battle. Now, catch this. There was a battle. And the ark of God was captured, which is the worst thing the Philistines could have done. Catch this now. They put that ark in the temple of Dagon. The first night, the, the Dagon, the big idol, was on its face worshiping the ark. The second night, it was beheaded. Remember when I told you in the book of Ephesians that God prepares works for us to do in advance? God had beheaded Dagon. God, what God had done in the spirit, he had been waiting for David to be born to do in the natural. And that's how it is with you. There are things God's prepared for you to do. There are people God has prepared for you to reach. Listen, Saul sat three days blind while God talked the man that had been born to disciple him into going. He recognized Ananias. God said, Ananias, Saul's seen you coming. There are people you were born to disciple. People you were born how many people, like Saul, are sitting blind, half-touched by God, waiting for you? No one believed David would kill that giant, but God. It wasn't testosterone. It wasn't teenage foolishness. He stepped into what he was born to do. And with a slingshot, killed the greatest champion on the face of the earth. That's you. Gifted, called, 
destined. This group of sites will one day be at least 10. And you'll grow and grow and grow. Oh, you'll, you'll be shocked. But it's not because you just have great leaders. It's because there's a great, powerful God living in each and every one of you. You're gifted. You're called. When I look around the world and see the broken people God uses, well, we're all broken at one level or the other. When I see who God uses and what he does, I don't care how old you are, educated you are, how many times you've been married, how broken you may feel, you give your life to Christ, it's a fresh start. And when the Holy Spirit invades your life, you're gifted. Until you discover what you were born to do, no other purpose will ever satisfy you. Because your divine purpose is at the very foundation of even having professional satisfaction. It's like thinking any one man or woman can love you enough if you're not being loved by God and loving him. Now, you're here today and you say, I want to discover my gift. I want to discover every gift God has given me and serve with it. Raise your hand and wave your hands at me right now. I want you to stand to your feet. I, I want the pastoral team from these sites and their wives to come up. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you. And I declare, Lord, right now by your spirit, an amazing season of growth. I thank you, Lord, we're gonna grow in sites, we're gonna grow in number, we're gonna grow in disciples. But Lord, I pray now for every man and woman, teen in this house, to discover more deeply why they're here that you would reveal to them the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to begin to call out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if you feel a quickening in your heart, take it by faith. Lord, I pray right now, whoever has the gift of prophecy, reveal it. Miracles, reveal it. Healing, reveal it. Leadership, reveal it. Mercy, reveal it. Word of knowledge, reveal it. Discerning of spirits, reveal it. Interpretation of tongues, reveal it. Tongues, reveal it, Lord. Hospitality, reveal it. Oh, God, reveal these gifts. Administration, leadership, Father. God, gift of apostle and pastor and prophet and teacher. Lord, I pray there would be such a distribution of these gifts. I pray, Lord, right now, these gifts would flow down from on high, that they would galvanize these people, they would stir these people. Lord, I pray, Father, they will come into a year that staggers them, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this harvest. And I thank you, Lord, for hundreds of harvesters in these sites. I thank you, Lord, that on a given Sunday, we're hovering around 1,000 people, Lord, in this area. It's only the beginning. Thousands of more on the way. Lord, I call this church, and this church, are the, these, this is the church. This is us. Father, and I call us into everything you have for us, Lord. 